the talk is a bit more uh, you know, aimed at uh, all the different ages, but it's not just the children's talk, it's for, it's for adults as well. But uh, when God came into the world, this is a question for you guys, when God came into the world, how did he come? Go on, Cassie. As a baby. And was he born in a palace? No? Where was he born? In a barn, in a stable. Was he rich or poor? You can shout this one out. He was poor. And when Jesus grew up, who did he spend a lot of time with? Did he hang out with uh, all the really popular people? No, who did he hang out with? Go on, Isaac. So peasants and slaves and people who have been beaten up. Yeah, definitely. Um, if we go to the next slide. Yeah, he, uh, he spent time with, with uh, people uh, with diseases, uh, those who were mourning the loss of a loved one, uh, without the outcasts, with the lonely, uh, with tax collectors. Nobody liked tax collectors. Uh, with sinful people who may not have been feeling very good about themselves. They may have had a lot of guilt and shame. And those are all the kinds of people that Jesus spent most of his time with. You see, Jesus loves everyone, but he's got a particular uh, concern for the poor. For the poor. And when the Bible talks about the poor, it doesn't just mean people who don't have very much money. It means the sad and the sick and the sinful and the broken and the people who are really having a hard time of it. And that's who Jesus wanted to spend most of his time with. And you know what? We find the poor, the kind of people that Jesus spent time with, we find them in every country of the world today, including Australia. Now, I'm going to show you some people. And I want you to tell me all the things that you think they need. And maybe Stacy can write them up on the board for me. And we'll put your ideas up there. So the first person is this homeless person. What kind of things do you think he needs? Come on, Travis. A home? Sophie? Food? You can write in nice big letters there, Tino, as big as you like. You can really go for it. So a home, food, anything else? What do you think, Cassie? What might he need? What do you think that man might need? He might need some money. He might need some money. Good one. Okay, well, let's put the next uh, person up there. Okay, this person is in hospital. What do you think she might need? What are all the things that she might need? Anyone else who hasn't answered yet? What might she need if she's in the hospital? What do you reckon, Yaria? What do you think she might need? A doctor. Is that what you said, Char? Fantastic, good answer. A doctor. What else might she need? Isaac? Someone to talk to? Travis? Medicine. Medicine. Okay, some great answers here. Let's go on to the next one. You're keeping up there, Tino. These words are coming thick and fast. Good one. Uh, so this person here, what do you think he needs most of all? What do, you th- what do you think, Alan? A friend. Fantastic answer. A friend. Let's go on to the, to the next one. What's happening to this person? What's happening to her? 
She, she, Sophie? She's getting bullied, so what do you think she needs? She needs a, someone to help her, maybe someone to stand up for her. Yeah, someone to be a friend. Excellent. And this person here, last one. Okay, what does he need? What does he need? Isaac? A key. <laughs> That's a bit. You can, you can put that, and you put it down. Good. <laughs> I said, that's a, that's a brilliant answer, yes? He'd probably, he'd probably put a smile on his face if he had a key. Um, assuming he's not going to get a key, uh, what, else might he, what else might he need? What else might he need? Help? Maybe, maybe someone to go and visit him while he's stuck in there in prison. Maybe someone to go and see him and cheer him up. What do you think? Okay, so, so all those people... Do you know all of these things that we've got up on there? They they do need these things. They need those things. But actually, they all need something more than anything else. Something that we actually haven't written on there. We have in in different ways, but they need something more than anything else. Can you think what it might be? What do you reckon, Cassie? God. Hello. God. God, yes, they definitely need God, and as something, this is something that well, God is this thing. Better feeding Jesus. Jesus, yes, they definitely need Jesus. Do you know what I, I thought they all need? They all need more than anything else, love. Okay, they of course they need all these things that we put on the list. They were great answers, but actually, the one thing. The one thing that they all need more than anything else is love. And the only place we can find complete and perfect love and forgiveness is in Jesus. But how can Jesus' love help someone who is hungry or thirsty or alone or needing clothes or or sick or in prison? How can Jesus' love help those people any ideas i'm kind of not expecting necessarily an answer for this because it's a hard question but anyone got any thoughts how jesus's love could help them shall i tell you okay jesus's love can help them because jesus pours his love into our hearts he pours his love into the hearts of anyone who will put their trust in him. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And if our hearts are full of love, then we want to help people, don't we? Uh, Love is not just a feeling. It's an action. It's something that we do. So it's a bit like this. So I bet you're all wondering what this is for. So this container, let's say this is you and me. This is us or our hearts. And this This jug here, this represents God's love. Okay, so God pours his love into our hearts. Now, who wants to come and have a go at doing that? (laughs) Caleb, your hand went up first. Come and have a go at doing this. Let's see if we can do this without... uh, come, Come around here. So what I want you to do, Caleb, is just fill it half full. And I'll hold that still. It's about half full, so about there, that's good. Okay, 
So is that how much, to say you can't, if you can't see at the back, that's how much love has gone into this person, into this heart. Caleb, come back, because we're going to need you again. Okay. Is that how much love God has to give us, do you think? Yes or no? What do you think? No? You think what? You think more? Okay. More? Okay. If you fill it to the top. All the way to the top. Brilliant. Stop there. That's great. So how about that? Do you think that's how much God, how much love he's got to give us? No, Emerson, you, don't, you definitely don't think so. Okay. So you think he's got more to give us? You think more love? Okay, so if you keep pouring, just keep pouring over the top. Okay, that's, that'll do you. Great. Very enthusiastic. Good. Well done. So what happened there? What happened there? It overflowed. You see, um, God's got so much love for us that it, he pours that love into our heart and that love overflows. Um, now, I've just got a jug of God's love here. And that wouldn't take very long to run out. But how much love does God really have to give? Infinite, endless, never-ending. It will never run dry. So if God fills our heart with his love, it doesn't just affect us. It affects everyone around us because that love is overflowing. And if we've got all that love, what will we want to do for the person who is hungry? If we've got all that love, what would we want to do for that person? Nyariak. Help them. Help them. How would you help someone who's hungry? You give them food. Exactly right. And if we got all that love, what would we want to do for someone who is thirsty? What do you reckon? Yeah. Give them a drink. Exactly. What about the person who is lonely? What would we want to do for them? Sophie. Be a friend to them. Get alongside them. And what about the person in prison? And don't say break him out, because. <laughs> but what would we want to do for him, Tino? Go visit him. Let him know that he's not forgotten. That that there are people who love him and care for him. You know, Jesus himself experienced hunger and thirst when he was in the desert for forty days without any food. Jesus didn't have a lot of money. He traveled around from place to place, uh, preaching and teaching. So for a long time, he didn't have anywhere that he could call home. In his time of greatest need, all his friends ran off and deserted him. They left him alone. And even though he never did anything wrong, he was arrested and very badly treated. He was teased and mocked and laughed at, and spat on, and in the end, they nailed him to a cross. So Jesus came into the world humble and poor. He suffered and died, but he also rose to new life. He rose from the dead, and he promised to return, and that's what we've been looking at over the last few weeks. He promised to return, and when Jesus returns, he will come in power and glory with his angels. Uh, he will be a righteous and just king. That's how Jesus will return, not in the same way that he came the first time. 
and he'll gather all his people and he'll separate them into two groups. He'll gather all the people in the world and separate them into two groups. Those who belong to him, the sheep, and those who don't belong to him, the goats. And to the sheep he'll say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And they'll say, when did we do all these things? We don't remember doing these things for you. And Jesus will say, when you did these things for the poor or for anyone else, you did them for me. You see, when we love other people, that is, in fact, how we show that we love Jesus. And a Christian is someone that has a relationship, a friendship with Jesus, and we see it, or we should see it, in their loving care for others, especially the poor and the needy. Uh, Those people... That who belong to Jesus, the sheep, were loving and compassionate and selfless and generous for one reason and one reason only. God had poured his love into their hearts to overflowing. They didn't do those kind things so that they could make a video and post it on Facebook and everyone would think that they're really great. They didn't do those kind things just that they could feel good about themselves. They didn't do those kind things uh, because they expect some kind of reward from God. They did them because they love people. They just love people. And it's important to realize that when Jesus blesses his people, he's not rewarding them. He's not rewarding them. It's not a reward. It's an inheritance. Because we belong to Jesus, he gives us everything that belongs to him. Our good deeds, feeding the poor, visiting the sick, befriending the lonely, come from the love that God God has poured into our hearts. And that's the evidence. That's the evidence that we've given our lives to Jesus. We don't enter God's kingdom because we love people. We love people because we belong to God's kingdom. Now, I'm going to show you two different scenarios, okay? And I want you to tell me which one is right, okay? So over here, let's say this table represents God's kingdom. This is God's kingdom here, okay? And let's say that this teddy, this rather scruffy-looking teddy, is me and you. doesn't look much like us, but we're going to pretend this represents us, okay? And... Here, we've got this container, and this is going to be all the good stuff that we do, okay? And every time we do something loving or kind, we're going to put it in here, and then we can see uh, that we've done it. So who would like to come and add some loving, kind things to the container? Yeah, why don't you come up first? Okay, so if you take one of these out of here. Okay, anyone? Okay, and if I read that. It says, welcome a stranger. Okay, so we put that in. This is us. We've done this wonderful thing. Thanks. Would you like to pick another one? Pick a few. Okay, let's see what we got here. Look, we got uh, encourage a friend, befriend someone who's lonely, 
and mow the neighbour's grass. Okay. Thanks, Yar. Go and sit down. Cassie, come up. We'll do a few of these. And then go and grab a handful. Let's see what we got in here. Okay, what did you pick? You picked be a good listener. Be there for someone. Well done, Cassie. Thanks very much. Who, who's next? Go on, Sophie, come up. You take a couple and let's see what we got. Send some flowers. Give away some money. Tell someone about Jesus. Well done, Sophie. Go on, let's have two, three more people. Come up. Harry, you come up as well. We can't have have everyone. We'll run out, but okay, just a couple. Let's have a look, Harry. um, Travis, what we got here. Give up your seat on a bus. Call to see if someone is okay. Maybe if we haven't seen them in church for a while. Thanks, Travis. Alan? Let's have a look. Give a homeless person some socks. And ask if you can help. And Harry, last one. Okay, hang on a second. Write to a, a prisoner. Do someone shopping. Care for the sick. Okay, would you like to do one? You can you take one out as well? Thank you. Let's read it first. Visit someone in hospital. So let's keep going. Let's keep piling them in here. There's all sorts of others. We haven't got time to read them all. Let's keep going. Remember, we're seeing two different scenarios. You're going to tell me which one is right. So here we go. We've done all these good things. Does that mean, now that this is full, God will say, oh, okay, they've done enough now. We can move them into the kingdom. Is that how it works? We kind of fill this up, we do all these good things, and God says, okay, now you get to be part of my kingdom. Is that how it works? We've got a few nods, a lot of no's. Okay, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Let me show you. Let me show you how it works. Let's put all these back in here. When we give our life to Jesus, when we put our trust in Jesus, God moves us into his kingdom. There we are. And at that point, when we give our lives to Jesus, it could be, it could be that we've never done a genuinely loving thing in our whole lives. But God still moves us into his kingdom. So when we give our lives to Jesus, God moves us into his kingdom, and Jesus pours his love into our hearts, and then we really want to start loving people. And we have this love for people. And then we might start doing these things without even thinking about it. We just find ourselves loving people because that's what Jesus did and he's, he's poured so much love into our hearts. So we don't earn our way into God's kingdom. That's a gift. We get to be in God's kingdom when we put our trust in Jesus. Anyone can put their trust in Jesus And then he gradually begins to soften and change our hearts. 1 John 4, 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. If we don't love people, we don't know God. And Jesus uh, spoke about people who have rejected God. 
who have pushed God away, who have got no love in their hearts and live selfishly, although they probably don't realize that they are. And they're the goats in this parable. And when Jesus returns, he'll say, get away from me. You've got nothing to do with this kingdom. So this is very serious. This is very serious. When Jesus returns, those who belong to him will receive an inheritance, and those who have rejected him will be cut off. But you know what? Jesus doesn't want anyone to be cut off. He doesn't want anyone to be cut off. He offers everyone forgiveness, everlasting life, and limitless love. But he also gives us the freedom to choose which way to go. We get that choice. God gives us a choice. We, we can choose him or we can reject him. And it's the same choice that God gave his people in the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy 30, God says to his people, God says to us really, he says, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. And Jesus told this parable about the sheep and the goats because he wants us, he wants everyone to choose life. He wants us to choose him. Should we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that what your son Jesus did on the cross is for everyone. And anyone can turn away from their sin and their wrongdoing, turn to you, and be welcomed into your kingdom. And we recognize, Lord, that we're not perfect, that we make mistakes, that we get it wrong. But we also know that by your Holy Spirit, you will change and transform us. We know we've all got a long way to go. We think about the worst things we think and say and do. We know that we need to change. And we pray, Lord, that you'll continue to change our hearts, continue to mold us to be the people you want us to be. And we pray that we will wholeheartedly engage in that process, allowing your spirit to change us for the better. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.